Matt Step, you hold in your hands the new 2020-2021 UIL realignments. My question for you, how do they smell? They smell like hot printer ink and paper. Okay, I was going to go for something more like victory or... Oh. That works too. Okay. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tap, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and enjoying us, enjoying this podcast. Um, this is the first time we've ever done this one. Uh, yeah, this is the first time we've done a realignment podcast. We've never had a realignment podcast because we started this thing. In the beginning of the 2018 season, and so there were already the alignments were already drawn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of flying blind here. We don't, you know, we don't have a script that we can go off of. We're gonna have to figure out what the heck we're actually doing here. But we'll it, figure it out. I, I have, I have a feeling. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I have a feeling we will have some things to talk about. There'll be some hot takes to get off. We will have some takes to get off. Uh, this is your UIL realignment breakdown episode uh, of Tep and Step, your premium high school football podcast. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Thanks for dealing with our technical issues. Yeah, we're sorry about that. We tried. We tried very Ash- hard. A- time out. Yes. Ashley tried. Ashley tried very we hard. We just stood there and looked at her like we were dumb. We stood around with our thumbs up our butts. Yes. Uh, but we had a... a Software malfunction, I think we've determined. A software malfunction at basically the wrong, the worst possible time um, for UIL realignment. So we are off the air on Texas Football today. We're hoping to get back on the air uh, on Tuesday, which is frustrating because we got tough. takes. Yeah, yeah, we had a hot. We got these day. takes. Got these takes. We hey, got to guess get what? The premium DCTF insider will get those takes. Yes, you will. So this is your premium freeloaders don't get crap. This is your your UIL realignment breakdown. We have the new districts for all 1238 UIL Texas high school football teams uh, and we are going to break each and every one of them down starting district what no I'm kidding. <laughs> right? That would be insane. That would be uh, six. Please. Keep going. But uh, we are going to go through each classification. Um oh wow. Oh, wow. I have to read a text on air. On the air. From Dr. Susan Elza. Ah. Are you guys having technical difficulties? Maybe you should not have thrown shade at our website. You know what? Around these parts, we respect the petty. Fair game. Around these parts, we respect the petty. And... I have I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, that's uh, Ish. Ish will enjoy that. A that's lot. um, whew. yeah. We'll, st- we'll start there. It's kind of sad. We'll start there. We'll start there. We were in Birdville, and the joke is always that the UIL website's going to crash. It's always going to crash, right? For the second consecutive alignment, at least not that I could tell. I think it was moving slow. Yeah, but that's to be expected of any website that that has a lot of traffic. The UIL re- uh, website st- stood firm. Mm-hmm. And you were able, it, yeah. you were able to get your alignments, uh, and so we were um, out there, Birdville, trying to do a, a live show. We weren't able to do it when we got the alignments, uh, the new alignments for each classification. We'll go through each class. We'll go through each class. Uh, we'll start with six A because it's the largest classification. It was also the first thing that you talked to me about whenever you brought me a packet. Oh, it was it was at the top of the packet. I mean that too. To be honest, overall. When you take a look at 6A, I think that there were definitely a couple of surprises, but, oh, yeah. but maybe ones, a couple that we saw coming, and some others that we had no idea we were going to see. Yes. Most notably, and the first thing you told me when you handed me the packet, you said they split up Allen and Plano. Very surprising. That's man. shocking. Yeah. So, and they split them up. I mean, you've got... You've got Allen in District 5. Mm-hmm. 
with Geyer and the Denton schools, Geyer and Braswell. So now Allen had to scramble to find a week one game. They were scheduled to play Geyer in the Tom Landry Classic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They found a game yet. Uh, the two McKinneys, Little Elm and Prosper. Um, about 20 minutes before realignment, I'm standing there with Marcus Shavers at McKinney, Jesse Perales at Naaman Forest, and Jeff Fleener at, at Mesquite. And Fleener tells Shavers, hey, man, I've heard. He goes, word is, is that, you know, you guys are going to be with uh, with Denton and, and Allen going east, and Plano is going to go down to Richardson. Now, Fleener was half right because Plano didn't go to Richardson. Plano went with Louisville. Mm-hmm. But he was basically telling Shavers he needed to find a week four game because that district, District 5, is now a seven-team district. Correct. Oh, we've got some coughing. A little cough. Should have brought some It's uh, It's Crudo Monday. Coffee. Yeah, it's definitely Crudo Monday. Um, so that was probably the first the first thing that I noticed was a big surprise. And you work down, work down the list. Um, District 8, Arlington and Grand Prairie ISDs reunited for the first time since the How 80s. about that? You would think they've been reunited before, but they have not been together since the 80s. Um, and they used to have some pretty heated rivalries. Yeah, those, those Arlington Grand Prairie rivals rivalries are pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're reunited. You kind of work down a list. Um, District Nine, Garland ISD, and Wiley. Um, kind of we expected that. District Ten, Skyline went east as we expected. Um, I, I pre- that was one thing that I got right in our uh, realignment projections. Mm-hmm. Nailed uh, it. You have Skyline going east with Mesquite because Skyline North was North. the wild card. They Definitely were. The they could card. go yeah. Jesuit anywhere. The wild yeah, cards. and you want to talk about for Jesuit. You would talk about a quite favorable draw for them. They get lumped into yeah. District 7-6A, where they will be facing off against the Irving and Richardson schools. That is, I mean, they are going away from Allen and Prosper, and they're going into a district with Irving and Richardson. That's a win yes. for <laughs> It's kind of, you know, th- this is the district where I think everyone is really happy, because I think Irving is very happy with mm-hmm. this alignment, and I think Richardson ISD. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I think you're right. Happy with this alignment. So, um, Seth's phone is blown up. By yeah, the way. It's, my phone's blown up. So I think that's 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 seven six A maybe the happiest district in the state. Yes, just overall. Um, then you go to District Eleven. Is this the new District of Doom? It has to be right. I mean, you've got Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Duncanville, Mansfield, Mansfield Lake Ridge, Waxahachie, and then you add in Waco Midway and yep. Waco, which, which again, I got. That's another one I got right. I predicted that, and, well, and I thought there was a chance Waco and Midway would come to Dallas, and, and they did. Because we thought that there was a chance. W- w- there were two different things in our head, which is, hey, they might lump in Duncanville with the teams back on I twenty. They might lump them back in with Cedar mm-hmm. Minnesota. Then separately, we were thinking, okay, by the way, they might send Midway north to the Metroplex. They might uh, do, they're you know, they're a bit of on, an, on a bit of an island, depending on how they want to cut up the Coppers Coves and the Colleen's of the world. They ended up deciding to send them north. I don't know if we necessarily expected them to be all in the same district. Yeah, I this mean, is a, this is a loaded, yeah. loaded. There's going to be a really good fifth place team. Yeah, at least it may be a really good sixth place yeah. team. I mean, this district is deep, and it's and boy, if you're Kwame Cavill at Waco High, you kind of who who did I make mad at the UIL for this district? My so, goodness, yes. Um, so that that leaves, you know, now the Central Texas district adds Brian. So Brian gets away from Cypher ISD, which they're probably happy about. Yes, and they are, um, you know, they they are now with um, their other Central Texas rivals. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that's a good thing, I think, for Brian to kind of be with uh, their their potential uh, kind of, I'd say, longtime rivals yes. in um, in this district. So uh, it's good for Brian. Uh, another odd note, Houston now has half of Region 2. Yeah. District 13, 14, 15, and 16 are all Houston area districts because the Austin district that was in, in Region 2 has now moved to Region 4. So I think Anthony Wood uh, and the guys in Round Rock ISD, uh, Drew Sanders at Vandergrift, uh, Brad LaPlante at Hutto, all very happy to move over to Region 4, which I think they feel like is a little bit, um, it's not, you know, let's be honest, not quite as a tough tough. A road. lot more manageable. Yeah. Um, you know, in Region 3, I didn't see a lot of surprises in Houston. Um, Katie has their own 17 district. Nobody's with them. Uh, George Ranch got put with the Fort Bend schools. Um, there's really not a whole lot. You know, Umble kind of uh, Umble uh, reunited with uh, Westbrook and North Shore, so you got a task of seated North Shore and district play, and, and you got a task of seated North Shore and Westbrook in the district. Um, I think Pasadena ISD fared well with just having Channel View and Deer Park in the district. Um, 
Pearland and Ailey for together again. So really, really Houston, I, Houston area, Region 3 didn't have a lot of surprises. You move into Region 4, my big takeaway in Region 4, aside from the second Austin district getting put into Region 4, is I think San Antonio area in general is a big loser here. Mm-hmm. Because we thought San Antonio might get that extra district in uh, Region 4, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So San Antonio has three basically large districts now. Um, and San Marcos, who was typically aligned with the San Antonio schools, moves north uh, into the Austin ISD district, which I, you know, with, well, what's left of Austin ISD and then Lake Travis and Westlake. Um, so the extra district that was created in Region 4 by losing the Rio Grande Valley, in essence, was given to Houston because Houston went from three districts in Region 2 to four districts, re- districts mm-hmm. in Region 2 in Austin got a second district in region four so those are kind of my big um high level takeaways when you look at 6a the 6a alignment as far as a statewide overall um perspective yeah that is 6a i'll be honest i wasn't necessarily expecting as many fireworks in 6a and yet here we are right we've 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 landed here um you know one thing that i think is 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 interesting is you take a look at the district uh everyone's going to take a look at the teams that are moving up right Mm -hmm. Uh, like shadow creek Shadow Creek lands in there with the Pearland schools, which they should be, as well as Strake Jesuit, a dangerous Strake Jesuit team, and then the Ailey schools. Uh, it's very interesting to see them land there, uh, potentially, uh, you know, depending on how, how things work. And, and I would need to, the next step for me, and this is entirely honest, we're recording this at 12.15 p.m. On, on Monday. I have not had a chance to take a look at the enrollment numbers. And 6A, of course, that, that matters because it's yes. not pre-split. And so I need to uh, take a look at, at the enrollment numbers um, there. What I think is interesting, you, you mentioned not only does Houston have half of Region 2, but that Conroe district, it's the lone six-team district. Yeah, so you have a District 13 6A, which features the five Conroe ISD schools, because Grand Oaks is yes. now uh, added. So you have Conroe, Grand Oaks, Oak Ridge, the Woodlands, and College Park, all five in college, and the Conroe ISD, and, and Willis, who's up from 5A Division One into 6A. Yes. Um, so that's the, um, the district in 13-6A. Um, Coach Hardiman at Conroe messaged me an hour before realignment. He said, hey, I'm here, and we're going to be in a 16 district. And he was right. He was in a 16 district. And he was really worried about finding a fifth non-district game. And I believe they did find – he messaged me and said they did find one. But for a lot of those schools, finding five non-district games when you're the only 16 district in 6A is, is real tough. Yeah, that is um, – yeah, for sure. That's that's the thing that when we were in Birdville, what you were seeing was all these team, all these guys who are suddenly looking for a week five. What's going to be interesting is you mentioned that because uh, Allen and – Geyer got put into their own district or got put in the same district. They cannot play in non-district, obviously. So, suddenly, I mean, week one games today are hard to come by. Almost every team has a week one game because you know you're, like, barring you being in an 11-team district, which there are no 11-team districts in this alignment, barring that, you were just going to have like like suddenly you 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 everyone's taken. And so I think you could see a team like Guy or a team like Allen playing an out of state school, same playing a private school, something like that uh in these in this new alignment because there are not many teams that need a, a week one game. Uh dance partners are spoken for. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Um you know, elsewhere, as far as regions of, or districts of doom are concerned, everyone's going to look at District 11. Um, I think District 21 didn't get any easier when you're talking about Westbrook, North Shore, Tascacita. Um I would even say, look, you know, we were wondering what kind of landing um, Hutto was going to have moving up to 6A. Well, they land. The good news for them is they land in Region 4. Yes. That's the positive. The negative is that they're in with the Round Rock schools and Vandegrift, um, which is eh, not not as good as it could have been, let's not say. Not as good as it could have been. The best case scenario probably would have been, been you know, with like some sort of Austin. Yeah. Go with the Akins. Uh, yeah, yeah. See if they would have uh, but, done them know, a favor. I think, I think LaPlante will take what he got, and he'll be. It's. it's not the softest landing, but yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not as, as bad as it could have been, right? And so, when you take a look overall at six A, um, it is. It is interesting. What's funny is that we just. I just think back to all of those times that we were doing um, 
all of those all of those things that we were doing a couple of uh, years ago, where we were wondering what they were going to do with themes like Sci-Fair ISD, right? And now it's like, yeah, they're District 16 and they're District 17, split in different regions, but we're just, oh, okay, yeah, that's just you know the way the way it is. Mm-hmm, like now of. it's it's it it's precedent. You know, we have that precedent. I don't know, like, the only real precedent that I feel like got set today was the idea of splitting Ellen and Plano. That's more or less... That's the precedent breaker there. That's the precedent breaker. This is, you know, this is the first time they've they've been split up for a while. And then, you know, we, we got a new precedent set with Northside ISD yes. in San Antonio. So Northside ISD has 11 high schools. They split into two districts. Um, Brandeis and Clark go with Northeast ISD, making a nine-team district there. And then you have another nine-team district with the remaining nine uh, Northside ISD schools. Correct, yeah. So that's the uh, new precedent, I guess you could say, being set. And then another thing is we thought there was a chance that Eagle Pass and Del Rio would come into San Antonio and uh, be Mm -hmm. in district that way. But the UIL kept that precedent with Eagle Pass and Del Rio with the Laredo school. Going to Laredo in District 30. So that was a little bit of a – the precedent still – Still being there, so those are. I mean, I, I six. You know, then you, another notable thing is the little Southwest Conference gets yes. kind of re, re, reconstituted in a way with uh, Abilene and uh, San Angelo yes. Central. So Britt Davis is very happy uh, yes. with this with this alignment. We so. saw that coming, but until you see it on paper, it's not. You know, you never really know. And so, yeah. So uh, little Southwest Conference District two six eight is back together as it was. Depending on talking to people out there. As it was meant to be, right? Okay, mm. let's move into district f- a region district f- district. Goodness, golly, we've got to stop doing this on the day after the Super Bowl. Let's go into no more credo Monday. Five A Division One, Five A Division One, and we this this was where we had a number of big things to keep an eye on off the top. One. It sure seems like Region 1 played out the way we thought it was going to, right? El Paso gets a 14 district. The Amarillo and Lubbock schools go together. Abilene Cooper does, in fact, get sent west. They're going to, or no, uh, east, rather. east, as, east, they, as, they, as they request. They, in yeah. fact, uh, get sent east to the DFW Metroplex, to just northwest Saginaw, Brewer, etc. Uh, and and then, you know, Colleyville Heritage and, and, and the Birdvilles and, and Richlands of the world round out the Region region 1. Region 1 is kind of uninteresting, in my opinion. because we Not uninteresting. But we saw it coming. I'll tell you what, what surprised me is look at District 4. That is a very odd – that's kind of like the leftovers kind of – It is. A, you've got Red Oak and Midlothian traveling all the way across the Metroplex up into Richland Hills with mm-hmm. Birdville and Richland all the way up to Colleyville. So it's a little bit of a mismatch of these southern and northern Metroplex schools. Um, the big loser in this is probably Burleson Centennial. Not only do they go up mm-hmm. into uh, Division One, but they have to deal with Red Oak, uh, Richland, Birdville, Mansfield Summit, Midlothian, Colleyville Heritage. That's a tough district. Burleson Centennial, to me, is a, is a – they'll probably make my uh, winners and losers column. Yes. When you look at that. Um, top of, look at that 19 monster in District 5. Frisco. <sighs> so that's, Denton, that's where I wanted to get. Yeah. Let's talk about Region 2, because Region 2 is a behemoth. It is a – everywhere you look, it is absolutely loaded, okay? First of all, we'll start with District 5. Denton Ryan gets moved out of Region 1 and into Region 2, mm-hmm. where they will take on Frisco Lone Star in the playoffs. I'm, I'm sorry, in district play. Yeah, in district play. And I tell you what, Region 1 gets really opened up now because Denton Ryan Absolutely. has dominated. Yes. They've crushed it. Yeah. So there's there's Lone Star, right? Lone Star and Ryan. I thought there was a chance that they were going to take Lancaster and lump them in with what we now know as District 7. We'll get to them in a moment. Instead, Chris Gilbert is probably pumping his fist a little bit down there in Weibo Nation, landing with DISD teams and Carrollton uh, with uh, with Turner and Smith. That's that's pretty good, dar- darn good draw for a district. It's a, gr- it's a good draw, which means probably Chris Gilbert's going to really load up those two yes. non-district games. I think he's playing Port Arthur Memorial and I believe Denton Ryan. Yeah, I mean he wants so, to get tested, yeah. right? And then I, I mean, though, let's be honest. I think I think Lancaster's going to d- dominate that district. Absolutely. And there's District Seven. In District Seven. Yeah, yeah we, Highland Park. We wondered what was going to happen with the East Texas schools. With John Tyler and Longview, they come west to DFW. They are in with Highland Park, with McKinney North, Sherman. Still a very long trip. Um, although Sherman trades, what, Texas High for 
They, I mean, Longview you know, basically. Longview basically. Yeah, at, at seven seven five A Division One is going to be brutal because you got Longview and Highland Park at the top. Um, McKinney North had a great year. Uh, John Tyler is, you know, they're going to be John Tyler. Sherman's done a great job under J.D. Martinez. I tell you, what, I saw Frank Sandoval at West Mesquite, and he was like, "Man, he goes like this. It's a tough district, but he, he goes, we, I think we can compete." So, I mean, they're going to be battle tested. You can say that. Yeah, it's a very good district, um, and that's not to say anything about District Eight, which has Lufkin and College Station. Lufkin College and Station, add New Caney to the mix. Yeah. And New Caney Porter. New Caney Porter. Yes. About them. They had a great year as well. So, Region 2, I mean, basically, all due respect, but basically everyone outside of Lancaster and District 6, is the, that's the only spot that you go, eh, you know. You pretty much pits Lancaster yeah. as right. a district champion. Yeah. That's it. Region 2 is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. It was a bloodbath the last alignment. And it's probably going to be the same It's again. even worse. Yeah. It's, it's even because you have the team that dominated Region One joining you, as well as a couple of uh, one big time six A squad in yeah. Longview, and a team in New Caney who went ten and one. Yes, it oh. is a bloodbath in Region Two. Uh, region Three, uh, the I mean the big headline for me is you called it, but San Antonio teams in Region Three. Yeah, so so San Antonio Veterans Memorial, Harlandale, McCollum. Uh, in New Braunfels Canyon in Region 3. Um, Seguin's been in Region 3 before. You know, Buta Johnson, Kyle Lehman. But, yeah, San Antonio team's in Region 3. Um, look at that District 10. <sighs> Again. I mean, you, you, you lose Shadow Creek, but you, you add Manville. You add Pato, who I think is going to be on the way up. And then you add Fort Ben Kempner down from 6A. Yeah. So District 10 maybe doesn't have the, the Shadow Creek powerhouse. It doesn't have but the I sizzle. Think it might but... be deeper. Oh, yeah. You it's, lose Shadow Creek and you lose uh, Friendswood to District 9. Shadow Creek to 6A, Friendswood to District 9. But it's still going to be every bit as deep, maybe even a little bit deeper, because now you've added in uh, a Peto team who's up and coming, new school. They made the playoffs last year in 582. You throw them in, you throw in Manville, mm-hmm. and you throw in Kempner down from 6A. So Unbelievable. the depth in District 10 is going to be going to really be there. Um, this, 11 we kind of thought would be kind of constituted as as it is. Thought there was a chance Maynard could get sent south, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't. Um, so I think District Eleven, um, really, really, no surprise there. Then you have District Twelve, which is kind of that mismatch from the northern kind of everything, everything that's kind of left. Yep, you know, uh, and they had to throw some San Antonio area schools in there to to kind of fill it out. Yeah, which leaves us with Region Four. Yeah. Boy, and the first right now, February third. Who's winning this region? It's it's pretty. I could see McAllen Memorial West Dakota East winning the region, right? Corpus Christi Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial is probably going to enter as the favorite. They're going to be, and and, I think they're going to be one of the. I think Flower Bluff's going to be one of the favorites. Um, You know, Flower Bluff pushed Wagner last year, pushed him hard too. I'll tell you what. If I'm Rio Grande City, I am screaming bloody murder. Look at Rio Grande. Rio Grande City has four hour trips everywhere. Yeah. The shortest trips for Rio Grande City is that two hour two hour drive to Laredo. Rio Grande City really got the short end of the stick here. I I wonder if we're going to see an appeal here. Well, because the thing is, you could slide. Where do them, you put them? The problem, like, what do you do? You slide them into sixteen. You make it an, that would make it an eleven team. That's district. an eleven, and I promise you, like, those coaches are not going to say yes to that because for those who don't know, if you are, if you appeal it. And you say, hey, I want to join district. If I'm in District 14 and I want to join District 16, District 16, if all the coaches just agree to it, then Wait, cool. They, they changed it. Oh, did they? It's now, the, it's now, it's now a uh, uh, majority vote. Okay, majority. But those coaches in 16. They're still not going to give it. If, if they let Rio Grande City in, it means almost they have to zone the district now. Now you've got to find extra non-district games. Yeah. Which could be a late, uh, real late I don't think this at this late juncture they, they would do that. So I just wonder if, if they're going to let them out. Yeah. If 14 is going to let them out and 16 is going to let them in. But to me, Real Grand City probably got the worst um, travel draw. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really, really tough. Uh, Corpus Christi ISD, the 15 is Corpus Christi area with Victoria, and 16 is a 10-team uh, Valley Monster District. And yeah. I mean, McAllen Memorial, Westaco East. It's a good district but there. But this is – I'll tell – like we wondered because of how things were shaking up, and I know we sound crazy, but the reason that you have this log jam is because of what's happening in District 1. 
It's because you have to have a four-team district. Yes. Because of that, the numbers start getting real squishy. Yeah, you get a four and a seven in District 1, and then it starts to really uh, condense things. I mean, you know, they they didn't condense 15, uh, 16 and 15 like I thought into two separate Valley districts. So that gave them a little more wiggle room, mm-hmm. uh, but not a ton. But, um, you know, the, the biggest, the, you know, the Rio Grande City thing, <laughs> Rio Grande City of all the teams may have gotten the absolute they got the worst. Shaft. They really got their their ox got gore. Yes, absolutely. Let's move into five A Division two. In five A Division two, um, I mean, really for uh, Region one, taking a look at it, I mean, for Carrollton Creekview, you've got to be celebrating, loving life. Them and Grapevine. Mm -hmm. It's them and Grapevine, and then Fort Worth ISD. Yeah, huge for Creekview. Uh, It's huge. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna enter. Probably second in that district. Yeah, right now. Probably gonna host a like, playoff. They're probably gonna, like they're going to play it on hosting. Yeah. Everything else is. I think if you're Lubbock Cooper, you're very happy because Alito is not in your region. You yeah. wouldn't see Alito to the semifinal. Right, Alito. We thought there was a chance Alito would go would go into Region One, mm-hmm. uh, but they stayed in Region Two. Although their gift for staying in Region Two is that they get Mansfield Timberview in their district. Yes, but I think, I think Alito kind of likes. It. I think they would rather have at least mm-hmm. you know I, you know I think they'll have a, you know Everman Everman should you know I'm not I'm a homer I know but they should be People. better next year and mm-hmm. Timber you have Timberview and Everman. I, I think that will be uh, uh, a better competition for Alito going into 20, uh, 2020. Uh, not surprising, uh, but we ran into uh, Joe Del Carey at, uh, at, at, uh, from Crandall at, at Birdville. And um, we got to say, what do you think of your draw? I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of, they're moving up, if you didn't know. From kind of what they expected. One. They end up landing with uh, the Corsicanas, Ennises of the world, North Forney, Green. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a rough draw. Sulphur Springs, it's a rough draw uh, them uh, there for them in Region 2. But, I mean, in the end, the, the headline is that Alito did stay in Region 2, uh, and they're going to be, you know, they're, they're the big wolf there. Things get real interesting in Region 3. I am really intrigued with what they ended up doing with that big old East Texas district in District 9. That I think people are going to look at that and they're going to think, oh, it's just an East Texas district. Guys, those teams are not close to one another. <laughs> the, Texarkana, the, the two extremes are Texas High and uh, Nacogdoches, for sure. Um, you know, those, that's, that's, that's a, a sprawl. Hard, that's a hard drive. I kind of thought Texas High may slide into a, you know, and Mount Pleasant yeah. might slide with Sulphur Springs into kind of an I-30 district, but it d- didn't happen. Um it's a good district, but I think Texas High is definitely feeling pretty good about things just yes. because of the familiar opponents um, and, and their ability to compete kind of from a numbers standpoint. District 10 pretty much remained the same. Yeah. Other than losing Peyto, it's, it, it, it lost Peyto and picked up Fulcher. Yeah, more so or less. pretty much you know, a, a, a draw there. Um, uh, Fort Penn Marshall's loving, loving life, too. I'll tell you, I'll tell you uh, <laughs> Galena Park. Yes. They got out of that District 12, and they're actually in with a uh, – with kind of, I think a more you know similar schools to them demographic wise, um, with uh, the Houston ISD schools. Yeah, you got to deal with Fort Bend Marshall and, and Willow Ridge, but I think f- other than those two games, I think Galena Park feels yeah like they, feels like they can compete. They're probably feeling pretty good about things right now. Yeah, District Twelve, you know, a lot a lot of the same squads co- uh, comprising that. Yeah, Kingwood Park moves in after you know that kind of old District Nine uh, Division One. They drop down to Division Two, so they kind of slide into that district. That's a that's a pretty good haul from Humble down to Texas City. Though. Oh yeah, that's going to be. It's kind of a real outer sprawl Houston district with teams up in Humble and then all the way over over into the Golden Triangle and then down to Galveston County with Texas City and uh, Santa Fe. Um, uh, finally, into Region Four we go, where uh, Jeff Walker owes a fruit basket for the UIL. They move up and they get Austin ISD without I mean, LBJ's foray. So right. the best Austin ISD team. He was they gone. So this is a, for Liberty Hill. We're talking about Liberty Hill. This is a soft landing. Yeah. If you're if you're moving up from four A to five A, you're gonna get some slot T on slot T violence with Liberty Hill and Marble <laughs> Falls in that district with Brian Herman running the slot T at Marble Falls. So, but this is a that's a really really serviceable draw for for Liberty Absolutely. Hill. Um, and then you look at what the, what they'd be in even against in in by district, right? You know, you're taking on you know the the. Uh, the, smaller Austin area, yeah. Schools. The Brenhams, the the East Views of the World, Leander schools. So had, had Glenn, Glenn had a great year last year. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it kind of shook out. Yeah. More yeah. or less chalky. I was a little surprised that that fifteen is only only a sixteen district. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I thought Elgin may slide down to District 15 um, just to balance it out a little bit. So I think those teams are going to have a little trouble scheduling with, with just six teams in District 15. I don't think it's great news for the Valley. No. Because now they got they got much tougher by district matchups with uh, kind of the, the, the San Antonio suburban schools with you know teams like Tyvee and uh, Bernie Champion who won the region last year. Alamo Heights is gonna have a new coach, but they should you know, they're always tough. Lockhart under Todd Mavis has been better. So, um, you know, kind of the for the Valley, it's going to be a little bit tougher, I think, in, in, the, in the first round of the playoffs. To 4A Division One we go. Um, and Region 1, I will say this, there's more than 18 teams. Just barely. There's 19. Yeah. <laughs> there's 19. As uh, who's, the, who's joins them? Uh, Rivers, El Paso, El Paso Riverside. Yeah, El Paso Riverside drops down from uh, from five uh, A Division two to four yes. Division one. Uh, but everything else is then pretty I think, chalky. Uh, Lake Worth replaced Mineral Wells yes. in District four. So yes, other than that, it's in essence the same. Uh, District two. I know uh, there was a, one, and again, you know, a lot of this is going to center around one team, which is La Vega. But there was a there was a, a cause for. I, I've spoke with Mike Fuller at Decatur at, at there, and he was like, "Man, like I don't know, like my." They might send like we go could go region one we go region two. He's like basically I just want to know where we're going to be with regards to La Vega. Yeah. They get a decent draw in the sense that they're gonna they're gonna stay out west in region yeah. one, mm-hmm. uh, and then they will they will uh, La Vega lands in region two. Same district uh, district number district five. Um, it's a sixteen district with Alvarado Brownwood and Stephen I mean Stephenville La Vega and Brownwood. Kind of still the same. Uh, you add in Alvarado, Midlothian Heritage, and Waxahachie Life. So travel shouldn't be terrible. Sure. The trip from Brownwood over to Waxahachie will be a pretty good haul. But for La Vega, they're kind of right in the middle. Right. So travel. Everyone kind of comes there. to them. Yeah. So that's you know that's, that's gonna be a tough district. I kind of thought Kennedale might get thrown that district. I thought I think Kennedale's a big winner here. Yeah. They they really that's in, in Lake Worth. They were very Lake Worth was a little upset with the draw. They felt like they should have been in, in with the Fort Worth schools because mm-hmm. of their proximity to Lake Worth. Lake Lake Worth is like two miles from Castleberry. Mm-hmm. And they, they're right there. Um, so they kind of felt like they should have been in the Fort Worth district. And Kennedale should have slid south. But then it's a matter of well, if you do that, then who do you slide into this? District four, or do you leave District four as a five teamer? So um, Terrell, I think, was a little bit of a surprise. They dropped down, yeah. but they they were like, "Man, this is a tough you know, it's a tough district for Terrell with Argyle and Melissa." That's yeah, Argyle and Terrell's they, a long haul. Terrell goes north instead of what we thought was going to be probably east. Into, they're going to go east in, into Tyler. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So instead, they're gonna they land in District seven, and then District eight is the uh, the now. Basically, anybody who used to be a five A DIST team, yeah, is big now, winner. Yeah. DIST is a big winner here. They, they they have their own district in, in yeah. District Eight, so that's a that's a win for them. Yeah, absolutely. Into Region Three we go, where uh, District Nine. Um, we were thinking that there could be a one for one swap with Carthage, uh, who drops down to four Division Two. They might just add in Lindale, who was dropping from five A Division Two. That is, in fact, what happens. Uh, that that stays basically the exact yeah, same. Lindale's got to be. This, this is a good draw for Lindale. Yeah, more or less. This is about as good as you could uh, really hope for. Everything else, I'm not seeing a ton that changes significantly. Um, district 12 um, is kind of down there on the Houston on the coast. gets thrown district in, yeah. in District 11. Uh, district 12 just lost Fulcher. Um, so, yeah, th- th- other than that, Region 3 is pretty much... There's not a lot of changes. It's right. pretty much what we expected. And then Region 4, where... There's a lot of changes here. L- this is a... There's, there, there is a... We could do a whole podcast on Region 4 for Division 1. This, is, this has been interesting, because let's start in 13. Fredericksburg stays. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Lampasas stays with Fredericksburg, Canyon Lake, Taylor, and Burnett. But you, you lose Liberty Hill... But you pick up Austin LBJ. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That Austin is, LBJ yeah. is a good five A program, dropping from five A Division One down to four A Division One because Austin LBJ was opting up. Uh, so uh, that's going to be that's going to be tough. Um, district fourteen is just a five team district, but you look at it and you know Somerset and Uvalde, a couple of teams dropping down from five A, join this district. So automatically, it's it's going to be tough. You know, Bernie Laver- Bernie Lavernia and Pleasanton are very good teams. Then you throw in Somerset and Uvalde, drop it down from 5A. And then District 15, the Coastal mm-hmm. Bend District. Yes. Well, which, kind we, of, which kind of all state. We thought there was a chance Alice would, would matriculate south into the Rio Grande Valley, but no. So now you've got Alice, Cal Allen, Toloso Midway, Miller, and Calhoun all dropping down from 5A. Yeah. And in Miller's case, dropping from 5A Division One. 
mean, Miller, they were 12 and 1 yes. last year. Calhoun was a regional finalist in 18 or 19 in 18 and I believe they were 9 and 3 last year. Mm-hmm. Cal Allen, they were um they probably need no introduction they were, at this yeah, point. They're 12 and 2 last yeah. year. Alice, a second round playoff team. Yeah. And then poor Beville Jones. Beville Jones was eleven and one last year, and, and they get they. This is what fifteen four A Division one top to bottom is probably the best district in class four A Division one. Yeah, I, th- I think so. One when, to six, it is going to be a neat grind. It is. There's going to be a lot of. There will be two good teams left out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is going to be an absolute meat grinder of a district, and then sixteen uh, the Rio Grande Valley district um, held to form. It holds holds form. But I tell you that fifteen four A Division one. There's going to be a lot of talk. That, that is a brutal district. Yeah, that's one of the very that's one of the very toughest ones. Uh, to four A Division two we go. Uh, where look, we'll start in Region one. Um, where I mean, get your get your traveling shoes on, Mill and Greenwood. I mean, they're going to be doing some traveling out to. Pecos, Sweetwater. I mean, it, it always has to be this way yeah. out there in Region One. But like they are, you know, they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be getting getting going there. What yeah. I thought was interesting in Region only a five team district yeah. too because he lost because uh, they lost. And in uh, fact, this is the, this is four five team districts, Stockton, and they lost one other. Uh, Lamisa, Lamisa dropped down to uh, to three A. Well, and so. for all we talk about four A Division One Region One having nineteen teams. Well, here's twenty. Here's 20, and probably the surprise, and probably, I mean, you want to talk about uh, a winner here. Salina. Oh, big winner. For uh, this is a really, really, really good draw for Salina. Yeah. They they not only drop into Region 1, but they're in a, reg- they're in a district that is manageable. It's four or five team districts. They're in a district that they should roll. I think the big question for Salina is going to be number one, filling the non-district schedule. Yeah. They got to find six games. And number two, they got to make sure they're battle tested. Yes. You know, going into the playoffs because I mean, it really, you look at it from a, I don't know who in region one's Lubbock Estacado? Estacado, Greenwood, Greenwood you know, maybe Graham Iowa, Iowa Park. Park. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, so it's going to be Solana is going to come into this as a, as a there's going to be a be, lot of hype. The hype machine is getting going there. You you got to think they're going to be the, probably the favorite to win the region. Yes, by, by predicted by most. Yes, so. I think that's I think that's exactly right. Region two is interesting in many respects. What I what I really want to go to, we can talk about the the Ferris Glenrose district. Got, uh, uh, you know, Godly. Um, uh, I heard I heard that Godly and Grandview are going to yes, play non district. Re- that's great. Renewing that rivalry. Good. Yeah. Very glad to hear that. Um, what stands out to me, number one, is Carthage didn't go into Region 2. Bingo, bingo. Um, and I think the other big thing that I see here is Mahia. Five-team Lee, district. They're in a five-team district, and they go east. Yeah. Mahia and Van, Van's dropping down from Division 1. Mm-hmm. So Mahia and Van, I think, j- jump into a 7-4-A seven, seven, Division 2 as, as as clear favorites. But, man, that, the by-district matchup, you know, you want to get – if if you're in District Seven, you don't want to finish third or fourth. No, you don't want to play Gilmer or Pleasant Grove in the first round of the playoffs. Certainly not. And, and that's the that's the big thing. We thought that maybe the UIL would create a an East Texas District of Doom uh, with Pleasant Grove with uh, with Gilmer and then lumping in Carthage. Uh, Didn't in, happen. Instead, Carthage lands in District Ten. Region three. Which, uh, yeah, Region three. Uh, that is a. I would say that that is a a again. Pretty soft landing, I would say, for the Bulldogs. It is. It is. I mean, car- wherever Carthage is going to go in, in Division Two, they were going to be big favorites. But you know, Region Three is still solid. You've I'm sure West China Orange Stark Spring. is not pleased to see them yeah. there. West Orange Stark is in there. I mean, and you got Silsby, mm-hmm. and you've got um, Sealy dropping down from Division One. Um, you've got you know Belleville, who's always tough. So Region Three and Four. I would say that I would say got it's basically been West Orange, Stark, and Silsby, and then the field, and it's gotten a lot better. Quickly. It's gotten deeper. Yes, Region Three is a lot deeper than Region Two, but Region Two is pretty top heavy. And wait, wait, don't forget about Waco Conley yeah. sliding over from Region Two into Region Three. So Region Region Three is definitely um, going to be much. I'll, I'll say the last couple of years in the playoffs, it hasn't been super interesting. No, it's and, been we'll wait for West Orange, Stark, and Silsby to play. Yep. So and that's it's, it. it's gotten a lot better, a lot quicker. Let's go to Region Four, where uh, Tap and Step would like to issue a congratulations to Ishmael Johnson. Hello, Ishmael Johnson, and yes. his Maynard New Tech. What's her What's her mascot? Titans. Titans. His Maynard New Tech Titans, who got maybe 
the best possible draw oh. that they could have had. This was this was best case scenario. This is a Coach dream Williams. draw for Maynard New Tech. They're in District 14, and yes, they're in with Wimberley. That's no fun. And they're in with Geronimo Navarro. Also no fun. But everyone else... They can compete with and probably would be favored over. Yes. You know, Absolutely. Achieve is a big unknown. We don't know. It's a charter school. I'm not anticipating them to be great. Austin Eastside Memorial has struggled for years. We don't really know about San Antonio Young Men's Leadership Academy. And then you got Maynard New Tech. Yeah. I'm calling it now. Maynard New Tech finishes third in this district and makes the playoff. Oh! Ishmael Johnson, we need you at that first playoff game. There you go. Um, you are the most famous alum of Maynard New Tech. I think District 13 is sneaky fun, too. Quero going north. Quero goes Quero north. head south. I, north. I did not see that coming. Quero, Giddings, and LaGrange, and Navasota. Yeah. And Gonzalez. That's a... And Smith, Smithville, we, we've, we, yes, they are much improved. If you want depth in 4A Division II, 13 4A Division II is the deepest district. 13 4A Division II is really, really rock solid. Uh, 15 and 16, basically outside of Quero not being there. Yeah, um, they, they kind of mishmashed the old District 15 and combined it with 16. Yeah. It's kind of a Corpus Valley kind of combo platter there. Right, and, and the Botana platter, if you will. Yes, um, the Botana platter. Um, and so that rounds out 4A Division 2. To 3A Division 1 we go. This is your Tep and Step realignment recap. This is info coming at you fast and furious here. Um... Getting my paper out here. Not really sure where to start here. Um, um, I think Region 1 yeah. is pretty chalky. About what we expected. Yeah, um, pretty chalky. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see anything in Region 1 that just kind of jumped off. the District 3 is definitely not near as strong with, with Eastland um, dropping down yeah. um, into uh, Division 2. Um, so it, it you know you basically replace Eastland for San Angelo TLC. Yeah, and so you're talking about Jim Ned Wall, uh, Breckenridge, uh, as, so, as probably the power nexus yeah. there. Uh, you know, and again, look, you know Brock is probably going to enter as another as 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 the favorite uh, to come out to come out of Region One. Still got the old pilot point in Whitesboro. Yep. Still a good district. Still solid district, but you would think that Brock remains the favorite uh, out of there. Uh, Region Two is where things get interesting. Lots of larger districts. Um, you know. You know, you, you look at District 5 and, and Mount Vernon and Winsboro get reunited. Those mm-hmm. are old rivals that were in separate districts. You know, Mount Vernon's probably really happy that they got out of that district with the Gladewaters and Atlantas and, the, and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they should be the favorite in District 5. You look at District 6, kind of the same thing with uh, East Texas. And then you go to District 7, and there's that one team. <laughs> we, we thought Grandview might move to Region 2, and here they are they are them and whitney basically grandview may pro west of whitney move into region two and i'll tell you kemp kemp looks like a big loser here yeah that's I rough mean, kemp, kemp goes from uh the D, playing dallas isd and you know they had to deal with malakoff but other than that yeah they felt pretty you know dallas madison was really good last year but kemp felt like they could at least be in the playoffs now you go in from that to they gotta deal with fairfield who's and malakoff antique Brutal. It's tough. And Grossbeck, who I think will be a lot better under, under Jerry Bomar, Kemp got a tough draw on District 8, 3A Division One. Um, which, by the way, um, Grandview and Malakoff back in the same region. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, where those two where those two teams that have been perennial powers the last couple of years uh, are going to land. Well, they're in the same region. And so only one of them uh, would be able to make it to uh, a, a state semifinal. To Region 3 we go. Um, where? Pretty chalky. Real chalky. I would say District 11 especially. Well, they moved basically the Central Texas District moved from District 10 to District 11. Um, how about Yoakum moving to Region Three? Yeah, that's a that's a bizarre one. That's a South. That's a true South Texas yeah. team. Yoakum moving into Region Three, joining a district with Columbia, Columbus, and Hallettsville. Mm-hmm. Hallettsville is Region Three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably those, the biggest one is District Twelve because what you because because then when you take it and, and take it in concert with what you're seeing in District Thirteen, right? In a lot of way, where that's Lano, Luling, Lago Vista, Comfort, and Blanco. Kind of odd that they didn't switch those. That you didn't just take that same District 12, maneuver them over to District 13, and take that current District 13, maneuver them to District 12, right? A little bit more Central Texas-y. A little uh, bit more, especially with Lago Vista. Yeah. yeah. It's in, in Lano, for sure. Yeah. So, um, 
But hey, they're in Region 4, which I think they will take. That's Yeah, absolutely. Because Region 4, um, with it, without Yoakum and, you know, Yoakum and Columbus, uh, both in Hallettsville moving out. Yeah. Those are three, the powers in Region 4. They move into Region 3. I think that it really opens the door for Vanderbilt Industrial. Absolutely. Edna, That's a, um, that, that is a really, uh, whoever yeah. comes out of District 15. Jordanton. Yeah. Out of fourteen, mm-hmm. I think all all those teams got to be feeling pretty good about things in the way the way the district kind of the region kind of shakes out. Yeah, absolutely. And that that small thing of just moving them from District thirteen or District fourteen, I think Yoakum was in District fourteen to District twelve. Suddenly, there's a lot more. And what's interesting is that I feel like there's a lot more uh, balance of styles here as well because Yoakum is a lot more hard hitting, hard nosed. Oh yeah, you know, grind it out. Pilotsville. Going to go, yeah. Those teams are now going to be playing teams like Cameron Yo. It's like it's a fascinating contrast. I think. Yeah, it really is. All right, three division two we go. And first of all, I would just like to I would like to issue a a, who's the coach at Alpine? John Fellows. Coach Fellows. Hi, it's your friends Greg Tepper, Matt Stepp. Hello. Could you schedule one of these games for Thursday? Your home games. If. Here's here's my request. Please schedule the game against Crane on a Thursday night. Yes, because that is a blood rivalry, and Tepper and I love blood. Yes, what a Rival, weird blood rivalry. Rivalries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Finish. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Blood rivalries. Uh, yes. Please schedule. We love for, Alpine for Thursday, so we can go and we can go eat at uh, Riata or any of the other wonderful Alicia's. Alicia's. Oh, I dream about. Why can't we just do both? Poor Kano loves us. Okay. So that's District 1, which is not, all due respect to our friends out there, is not super surprised. It's kind of like what we thought uh, it, it might look mm-hmm. look like. Um, what I think is going to be very interesting is, once again, you've got some big, heavy hitters in Region 1. Uh, Canadian, of course, stays in Region 1. That is not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abernathy. Uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the big West Texas teams we thought maybe could sneak over into Region 2 stayed put. And, yep. and 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 it's going to end up being still region one is going to be in a lot of ways I would say the power nexus. How about, how about Sonora moving over from region four back in yes. region one? That is the that is the classic. You're in the middle of Texas and you can kind of go anywhere. And so yeah, they go from region four to region one, uh, which you know let's see what Sonora is able to put together in 2020 2021. Hey, Ballinger's got to be like, hey, we got rid of Cisco. I mean, you got to play with play Sonora, but I think Ballinger yeah. feels like they can play with Sonora. Uh, oh no, absolutely. Finally, in Region 2, I can't help, and I know that we we saw this kind of coming a little bit, can't help but feel like Gunner's loving life right now. Gunner, Gunner wins uh, because they don't have to deal with any East Texas. So, we, you know, looking at, you know, there's no East Texas districts in Region 2. No. And that's where typically Gunner has had their tougher playoff challenges in the past. Now, granted, last year they blew out uh, Paul Pewitt in the mm-hmm. state title game, but generally speaking, Gunner has been pushed uh, by teams with a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, Region 2... It's not a lot to be a lot of North Texas. You know, I think the North and West. I think Eastland could be the team in Region Two that that, that pushes Gunner. Baron Morton back for a senior. Mm-hmm. I think Eastland's got a good good group of seniors. You know, they they flamed out in the first round of the playoffs last year, but dropping down from Division One into Division Two. You got Baron Morton for one more year. I think Eastland is kind of mm-hmm. the team that could be poised to push Gunter uh, in Region 2. You've got another state semifinalist there as well in, yeah. in Valley View. they got a tough draw up. with City View yes. and uh, Holiday in that district as well. That's so, brutal. Uh, that's that's going to be a tough district for them. Um, but yeah, Gunner, Gunner definitely got a good draw. District 7, you know, I don't see any, anybody in District 7, really any powerhouses in District 7. Uh, Palmer had a good year last year, but I wonder if that was one of those kind of once-every-10-year senior classes that you sometimes see in those uh, schools like that. You move to Region 3, and as we predicted, East Texas gets the extra district. Yeah. So there's three, in essence, true, true East, East Texas, Texas yeah. districts. You know, you have – you know, the, the real surprise here is Dangerfield and Pewitt kind of move north up into the Red River with Decab, Hooks, Paris, Ch- Paris Chisholm, uh, Prairie Land, who, who's not far from Paris, and then Redwater, who's out by Texarkana. So they move north, um, and it gives us three true East Texas districts. Um, and then you look at District 12, which is more of a Piney Woods, further south district, but still there's a lot of East Texas kind of flavor in that district with Warren and, and, and Corgan Camden, which is not far from Lufkin, mm-hmm. uh, and Hemp Hill. Um, it goes all the way down to Kuntz, which is just outside of Beaumont. So Certainly. Very East Texas. You want to see some speed, and Region 3 is where, where it's at. It's, that's East Texas speed in Region 3. Um, region 4. The Let's first take thing, a look at District 13. 
Buffalo is a big loser here. Yes. Uh, they they go to Region 4, and they go into a, a brutal district. district. they got to deal with Clifton, Franklin, Rogers. That's a Lexington, tough, if Lexington, Lexington puts it together. That's a real tough district for Coach Brandon Houston in, the, in Buffalo, who's been, you know, I was talking to Coach Houston the other day, and I was like, do you realize you're 20-4 and four as a head coach? <laughs> so... You know, that's that's yeah. I mean, he's got to look at he, he and he told me he goes he goes. You know, we're hoping to stay north. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They did not. <laughs> they did not. They are headed south. That's a, that is a tough, tough district for Buffalo. The one they're, thing I'll say, though, one of the big losers, I think, in the in three A division. I would say so, but I will say this: I do feel like District Thirteen is probably the power nexus of Region Four. When you take a look at the other teams left in Region Four, or the other districts there in Region Four, uh, some solid squads, some teams you want to certainly keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that 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 District Thirteen is probably the overall strength of Region Four. Absolutely. I mean, you got you got uh, East Bernard in District Fourteen and Poth in Fifteen, George West in Fifteen. But yeah, for sure, District Thirteen is the clearly the deepest district. How about all these deep districts in Region Four? Yeah. We've had you know, several districts in Region Four, and you know, in Four A and in Three A Division Two, that we've gone. Wow, this is a deep district. The regional alignments here have been really interesting. To that they've that they've that maybe these teams these teams have not landed in the same regions that we thought they were going to. But where they do, you start looking around. And you go, oh, oh, all you guys are here. I mean, you look at District Fifteen, the, the Corpus District in Four A Division One, the Quero, Navasota, Giddings, Lagrange District in Four A Division Two, Thirteen Three A Division Two. I mean, there's there's some some districts that have some good solid depth in Region Four. Re- region Four is going to be fun to watch the next couple of years. So let's go to Two A Division One, and let's talk about District Four. District Four, Two A Division One was where my eyes immediately went. Hi, Brady Keen, our, our our special boy. Oh boy, yeah. he he got in our slack and goes, <laughs> "Wow, yes, <laughs> this uh, is uh, quite a draw." Yeah. Uh, as Cisco, the three A Division two drop down, now get in the same district as San Saba, who move over from Region two. Not to mention perennial powers like Goldthwait and Dillion, mm-hmm. with Winters and Coleman. But let's start right here. Let me say it here on February third. I'll say this without looking at my notes. This is the best mascot district in the state. Lobos, Blue Cats. What's Dillion? I think the Bearcats. Bearcats. Eagles, Eagles, armadillos, blizzards. That's a, I mean, especially the elite. I mean, blue. You, you need to check with blue cats, Kate. armadillos, and blizzards. Mwah. Check check with Kate Hector on that, but that's a pretty, yeah, that's pretty solid, pretty sweet district there. Um, yeah, post. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a, a potential post in Cisco regional final. Chef's kiss. Yes, you could Love certainly that. see that. Uh, that. That is something that I'm I'm very interested I'm here for that. Yes, for sure. Go ahead and play that game in Sweetwater, and we'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, region two. Um, I Marlin, mean, Marlin moving into Region Two kind of surprised me. They go from Region Four to Region Two, surprises me a little bit. Um, you know, man, I, I'll tell you, Crawford comes out looking pretty good. Crawford nice. comes out. I know they're going to be looking for a new coach, but man, I start looking at Region Two, and and we knew it was kind of this way last year. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. With San Saba leaving, with San Saba leaving, and with Valley View moving up. There's a vacuum here. There's definitely a power vacuum here. Who's who's going to seize that? Yeah, because t- it is there for the taking. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, could the, you the see the a team like is... Lindsay? Could you see a team like Crawford or Bosqueville? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Whoever or Cooper, if Cooper ever gets it together. Yes. There's Honey a Grove, lot. Wolf, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's wide open. Region two is going to be real wide open. It is. That is going to be one of the toughest regions to uh, call. To, to call. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, Region 1 will continue to be favored over Region 2 in semifinals. Absolutely. But we'll get to that point down the line. Region 3 we go. Where? A lot of East Texas well, yeah. here. A lot, uh, a lot of East. 9, 10, 11. Um, I don't see anything that just jumps off the page at me. Um, District 12 kind of got reconstituted. Marlin, see, Marlin moved into Region 2. Bruceville Eddy stays, stays in Region mm-hmm. 3. Um you know Holland, who made the great run last year, is, is here once again. Um, San Augustine, Thorndale, and Thrall moving out of Region Four. Kind of those teams moving into Region Three. I think um, San Augustine probably remains the favorite, the early, early favorite here. Yeah. Uh, although, Alto although, yeah. But with Joaquin and Garrison there, you know, never know, never know. And Holland, nice. you know, yeah. Holland had, Holland kind of a, had great a great year last year. year. Um, and then in Region Four, the big question was what? The two big questions: one, what are they going to do with Mason? 
And two, what are they going to do with the other two traditional Region 4 powers in Shannon and Furio? I'll tell you, the first thing that jumps off the page at me, look at District 13. Yeah. That is a, again, another yeah. loaded district. Re- there, there, that's five really good teams there. Someone good is going to be sitting home. Flatonia was great last year. Yeah. Flatonia and Ganado. Yeah. Both of them. And Shiner, we know about Shiner. Mm-hmm. Weimer had, had a great year. Schulenberg's got a lot of tradition. Yep. 13 2A Division One is a really tough district. In the end, the UIL decides to keep kind of the three big powers there all separated. Yes, uh, and it, which is interesting for me is Refurio did not go south to, into the valley. No. Refurio goes north and north and kind of west, almost towards San Antonio. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if anyone had Refurio in this kind of alignment. Yeah, it's an odd alignment for them because traditionally you think about them just going down near the coast, uh, and they instead kind of go more inland into this one, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to make that particularly interesting. In the end, the, the the big headline there, another by the way, another small region, uh, was that five 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 six. Uh, yeah, yeah 21. 21. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, you know, look, in the end, a lot of the oxygen in the room is going to be sucked up by those three, Shiner, Refurio, and, 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 and Mason. Uh, and in the end, we will, you know, those three will probably duke it out. But, but that you're right, District 13, another loaded Region 4 district. To this, finally, the smallest 11-man classification, 2A Division 2, where couple of newcomers in the sense of, of you got teams like New Home who are moving up into the 11-man ranks. Ropes, Ropes moving up to the 11-man um, ranks as well. First thing, the first thing I see is uh, Wellington moves back into Region 1 yes. from Region 2. Um, that's the first thing that I noticed right it's away. Probably, I'll tell you, that's, that's a win for them. To yes. get over to Region 1, that is a lot more manageable for them. Region 2 remains full of landmines. Yes. In Region 2, what's interesting to me is not really the teams here in Region 2, but the, the, the alignment. Hamlin is in 5. Hamlin, Hamlin's in five. Albany's in eight. How does that make sense? Little bit of an odd twist there um, with Hamlin and Albany, who have been district rivals. Now they're on opposite ends of the region, right? And could potentially play in a regional final. A um, little bit interesting there. Um, you know, Munster is in Region Two as well. Munster moves over over to Region Two from Region Three. Yeah, and I think Munster is probably happy to get away from Mart. I think that <laughs> is probably fair because that's where it leads us next in Region Three. Mart sticks in Region Three. It's where they stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a number of teams that wish they wouldn't have, but yes. uh, they. I think Tenaha at least can push. Them. I agree. Mart's going to be the still the clear favorite, but I think we're looking at a Tenaha Mart showdown right. at some point in the playoffs. And I think, and, uh, and then has a little more. Tinnaha's a little more. You know, the last couple of years it's kind of been Grapeland, who's kind of been the team that pushed Mart. And did Grapeland move up to Division One? I? I think they did. Yeah, Grapeland moved up to Division yeah. One. So I think Tinnaha is going is a little more well equipped to deal with Mart. Right. I, not saying they'll beat Mart, but I think Mart will at least get a test at some point in the region in the playoffs. Here. And finally, Region Four, um, a bunch of like. Heavy districts, right? Seven. Mm-hmm. You got some sevens. Was two sevens and two sixes? No. Yeah. The first thing, you know, Cristobal, El Dorado, Miles move into Region Four from Region Two, I believe. Um, Fall City drops down to sixteen. Yeah, they're they're down. They're 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 heading south. Um, and, and do it. but you know, for them, they're probably happy that they're in a larger district. They don't have to find as many non district games. Um, but uh, you know, I think Brit Hart squad will st- is probably still on paper the 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 big favorite in Region Four. I would say that's probably uh, true. I just don't see anyone right now in Region Four that's equipped to to deal with Fall City. I don't, I don't know if Fall City is going to be quite as good as they have been next year, but I I just don't see any real challengers. I, I, Burton maybe if they get it going, uh, maybe a team like Snook that has yeah. some potential. And Cristobal's been a solid yeah. team in Region Two. Maybe Cristobal. Yeah, maybe if Burton figures it out again. You know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's again a region with a favorite, but we don't really know who is kind of that next man up to challenge them. I think Fall City probably double take a little bit at the realignment when they saw they were getting sixteen and heading south. Right. So, exactly. Um, it's, it's kind of the, you know. Big big ticket items for me. But Mart, Mart and Tenaha in Region 3 it looks like a choice playoff. Yes. And so, there it is. Uh, I will be entirely honest. I have not had a chance to look at the 1A alignments. We have been scrambling and doing the, trying to figure out technical difficulties. I will have something up on the site on TexasFootball.com about my thoughts on the 1A alignments coming up here uh, later this week. But there you go. There is your realignment preview. How long do we go? Or review. Review, rather. How long do we go? We're at about an hour. Okay. About an hour hour of content. That's not bad. We burned through that. And we did not mess around. We got right to it. Yeah, we so. did. Um, 
So there you go. That uh, that is it. You want to give the people what to expect the rest of the week with realignment. Yeah. So. so we got a few. We got a bunch of good pieces coming up on TexasFootball.com, including steps, winners, and losers pieces. I'm, I'm considering. I, I know I'm a crazy person doing a Confirmed. winners and losers column for each classification. So not one winners and losers column, but six. Yes. Right. Six A, five A, four A, three A, five. 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 Yes. Um, I'll probably write a 1A uh, winners and losers column. Uh, but then this, it will have that. Uh, Ishmael Johnson is going to take a look at which are the toughest districts in each classification. We'll have that. And then I will write a piece that's by the numbers coming up here on Wednesday. I and I think you're going to continue to hear about realignment for the next month or so. Oh, yeah. Just talking about There's it. a lot of content, man. Yeah. I mean, this is it's a big data dump. I mean, I think, yeah, the toughest districts. I, I mean, I, I'm interested in looking, maybe doing something about the deepest districts. Well, because for me, what I'm very interested in doing now is going back up, and I mentioned this earlier, going back up to 6A and putting some enrollment numbers with these teams because yeah. I want to see who has a chance to drop down to Division Two. I don't know off the top of my head, but I had a brief conversation with Riley Dodge at South Lake Carroll, and he seemed to indicate to me that the enrollment numbers would indicate that if a certain thing breaks right, they could drop to Division Two. And if you want to talk about a team that can make hay in Division Two, you're talking that South Lake mm-hmm. Carroll could certainly do that. Absolutely, they need. In fact, in a lot of ways, they need to be Division Two. Division One, I'm just not sure they can. They can. They, they can hang they with some the of the, the big, the Allens, the so- Duncanvilles, et cetera, those really big-time programs. You know, the just, schools are just so huge. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's it. Your realignment review. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Um, gift in February. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Make sure you check out TexasFootball.com slash realignment for complete coverage of UIL realignment presented by our friends at James Hardy. And uh, Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next time. Tap and step. Step.